Good morning. How you guys doing? All right. So it's a little warm, but it's all good, right? You know, if we can deal with the minus degrees in, in summer or in winter, we can deal with a little heat in summer. Yeah, my wife loves heat, and I'm just like, nah, too white for that. She's like, let's go out and lay in the sun. I'm like, yeah, mm, okay. All right. So we've been, uh, started last week, we talked about um, the table, and we talked about how kitchen tables are kind of like the central area of our house most time. It ends up being the place we pile things when we get in the house. Um, We have dinner around the table. We have kids' projects and homework around the table. We have arguments at the table. We have um, training at the table. We have conversation at the table. Life happens around our kitchen table, and we don't even realize it sometimes until we step back and start to look. If you're a parent and you see your kids, and sometimes when my kids were younger, I'd step back and just watch them interacting with each other to watch what they would do. And now I step back and their friends are all around the table, and they're significant others around the table. I'm like, that, t- that seat is taken. You cannot sit there. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I sit back and I watch those conversations with them. And I watch the conversations that are going on and, and what is happening with that. Um, but we were talking about kids have a better emotional health when they have dinner with their family. They have better physical health. And it's great just to unplug. When you sit at the dinner table, when you're having dinner, you just unplug from things. You sit there and you enjoy each other's company or try to enjoy each other's company, right? Sometimes it's just, you have to, you know, suffer through it sometimes. And sometimes you have, and that's where I said, arguments happen at the kitchen table. They do. It's, it's true. Whether you like it or not, they do. We've had arguments at the kitchen table. Everybody has arguments at the kitchen table. But... So we talked about how three things uh, last week that happen at the table of the Lord. When we come to God and we, we surrender our life to him, he, he says, there's always a seat at this table for you. There's always an empty spot. And he's like, it's right here next to me. And what happens is restoration happens at that table. We talked about Second uh, Samuel and how um, David brought in the son of Jonathan. He looked for Jonathan's son, a relative, and said, can I bring him in? And he brought him back into the table. And he said, you'll eat at my table for the rest of your life, and I'm going to restore to you the land of your grandfather, Saul. So he, he not only just restored um, his position, he restored the land that he had. So now he became wealthy because he was a landowner. And transformation happens. We talked about Zacchaeus, how Jesus is walking through, and Zacchaeus is, you know, a little, little munchkin, and he climbs up in a tree. I, I just imagine him singing that little munchkin song. Um, but um, he climbs in this tree, and Jesus stops literally underneath the tree. This, this wasn't like, oh, he just accidentally stopped there. Jesus knew what was going on. He knew what was, he said, because he had a plan to go to his house. He says, I'm going to dine with you today. Not, hey, let's go have lunch. He said, I'm going to dine with you today. And then it says that his household was changed. He, he gave back. He restored what he had taken from people. He had given back what was um, not rightfully his because he had cheated people. And then Ezekiel 44, ministry happens at the table. It's where we, we, life happens between each other and we can minister to each other. And if you look at that, that the Ezekiel, 
is where God said, this is how it's going to be. This is how you need to come to my table. This is the order that has at, at the table when you come to my table and you um, are going to stay, stay at the table. But today, because we have graduates, I want to talk about one, one topic alone today. So when you come to the table, you graduates who are going out into life, there are going to be things that are going to come into your life. And the thing you need most when you go out into life as an adult is you need wisdom. So, sorry, my font just blew up about 12 times higher than, uh, than I wanted it to be. So I don't know how that just happened, but it just exploded. So, okay. So, um, so when you come to the table of God, when you're a part of the family of God, wisdom is there waiting at the table. It's for you to pick it up. God is always um, giving wisdom. And James 1.5 says, If you lack wisdom, let, ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to you. So wisdom will be given to you when you ask. You're like, why don't I have wisdom? Because you haven't asked. You ask not, and you have not. So ask for wisdom. So wisdom is one of those things that either comes from asking or it comes from learning the hard way. We've all learned the hard way in some, in some things in life, whether it's being a parent, being a, a spouse, being an employee, whatever it is, we've learned the hard way in some things. And that wisdom, sometimes you don't want to learn wisdom that way. You want to gain it from somebody else who's done it the hard way so you don't have to do it the hard way. So, so how do we get wisdom? So first is this, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's Proverbs 1, 7. So fear of the Lord is how we gain wisdom. And I don't mean like I'm afraid of a big bad God who's willing to zap me with a lightning bolt. That's not God. But the fear of God, of understanding his power and who he is and his, um, his understanding and his complexity of un- is understanding that is impossible, but to start to understand that and to understand who he is and who he's created you to be. That's how you gain wisdom. And then Proverbs 2, 6 says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So when we sit at that table with God, when we sit at that in those quiet times with God, it says that he gives wisdom from his mouth and knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding don't come without wisdom. You'll get knowledge and understanding. It's because when, when you make a mistake, you'll gain knowledge and understanding. Then you gain wisdom. But let's gain wisdom and then knowledge and understanding. Because when we gain it, when we do it in reverse, knowledge and understanding, and then wisdom comes, it's because we've done it the wrong way. And that's just life. You will do that. We will do things the wrong way, and we will gain wisdom from that. Husbands, when your wife says something, does this dress make me look big? You gain knowledge and, and understanding the wrong way, and then you gain wisdom. That's, that's how life happens sometimes, you know. Or there's a foot in your mouth there, and you insert that foot into your mouth, and you gain knowledge and understanding, and then wisdom instead of like, you know, yeah. So, yes, my wife agrees. So, but God gives you wisdom. He will give you wisdom if you ask for wisdom. If you want wisdom in your finances, in your relationships, in every area of your life, you ask for wisdom. Don't ask for knowledge and understanding. 
because then you'll go about it the wrong way. Ask for wisdom and he will give you knowledge and understanding. You know, I, um, when we were first married, actually it was before we were married, I worked at uh, the Meyer Warehouse in, off of Walker Avenue. And there was this one gentleman, and he was probably, gosh, in his early 60s, late 50s when I met him. And this, he's, I don't even know if he's still alive. Probably not. Um, but he said to me, he goes, and he, him and I would just stop. We had worked on high-lows, and we were driving our high-lows around, and he would just, we would stop at or take a five-minute break around the corner, and he would just sit there and talk. And he, had, and he was not wealthy, but he, had, he was an entrepreneur. He had little side businesses, rentals, and rent, he would rent boats, and just different things he, he used to, to make money. And he said to me, he goes, one of the things he said was, if you are married, never base what you are buying on what your incomes are. He goes, base what you're buying on one income. Because if one loses their job and you have all of your eggs in one basket and all of your income is going, both incomes are going to what you're doing, then what happens if one person passes or one person loses their job? And he told me, he goes, never buy anything you can't afford. And he said this, he goes, I don't care if it's a t-shirt, don't buy it if you can't afford it. That he, and he was like, if you can't afford something, don't buy it. And, I, and he, didn't, he wasn't saying, don't buy something that you need. He's saying, if you can't continually sustain what you want to buy, don't dive into it. So you will gain wisdom if you ask for wisdom. Ask it from God and ask it from people who have gone through things. They will give you wisdom. They will give you understanding of how to do things. You know, I know, um, you know, when... I was graduated and my wife was graduated. We didn't have wisdom that you guys have now. Yeah. We didn't have the people around us to do what you guys are doing now. The support system that you guys have. You guys have an amazing support system that is going to help you focus on where you want to go in life. You have opportunities that were not afforded to us or not given to us. So you guys have great opportunities to do things. But wisdom, use it whether you have a good opportunity or not. Sometimes that good opportunity is not the best thing for you. Sometimes that really good job is not the best job for you. Sometimes God will ask you to do something lower than what you expect because he wants to take you higher than what you expect. Proverbs 8, 11 says, for wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. So think about this, handful of diamonds or wisdom? Because handful of diamonds, you say, I'm going to turn this money in for cash and I'm going to go blow it. Wisdom is something that lasts. Wisdom is something that is transferred. The wisdom that I have is probably transferred from three generations back, from other people that have given it to me. The wisdom that you will have, you'll pass on to your grandkids and to your, your, your kids, and they will pass it on. Wisdom is something that is eternal, it's not something that is, is quick and done and then, oh, that was great, now I throw it away. Wisdom will last forever, especially when it's given from God. Wisdom will, will be able to be an inheritance for your children and your kids and your grandkids. So what you can do is you learn wisdom now, you gain wisdom now on how to live life and how to serve God and how to follow God, and you will pass it on to your kids. And then you will, your kids will pass it on to their kids but what you will do is you will glean wisdom from people who are wise. You'll be able to tell what is wise and what is not wise. You'll be able to see when someone says, yeah, you should probably do this, and it doesn't make sense. 
Wisdom will always, will always make sense in the end. It may look weird. It may look, why is it, why is it asking me to do this? Or why is it asking me to go here? But wisdom will always make sense in the end. Wisdom will always give you peace in the end. It may be a little, oh, I don't know about that. But when God is leading you and God is guiding you, wisdom will always give you peace in the end. Proverbs 12. Just letting you know, read Proverbs if you want wisdom, guys. It's Proverbs. So, Proverbs 12, verse 15 says, The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Listen to advice. Listen to what people who have wisdom are willing to say to you and willing to give to you. Wise people will give you wisdom because they've learned wisdom or God has given them wisdom. And most of the time when they've learned wisdom from somebody else because God gave it to that person before them. One of the best things that someone ever told me is when you're about to do something, think, would an idiot do that? (laughs) And if they would, do not do that thing. That's a good wisdom. It's one of the best things I've ever heard when it comes to wisdom. If an idiot would do it, don't do it. We can talk about that later. So, but wisdom will take you farther than what you expect. Because wisdom is not yours. Wisdom is not yours. Wisdom is, is, is God's given to you as a gift. But it's, it's not just for you to hold on to. It has to be given away. Wisdom is not for you to collect and maintain and say, this is only mine and I'm not going to tell anybody else because that would make us selfish. Wisdom is for us to receive and give away. So when you go through trials and when you go through uh, issues that you're going to go through, learn from it. Glean that wisdom from the trial, from the bad mistake you made, whatever it is, glean that wisdom, hold on to it, but hold on to it with a loose hand because it's willing, it, if you're willing to, it will help someone else down the road. It will help bring someone not into that situation. My wife and I, we, we made mistakes when we were younger. We learned from that. We gleaned the wisdom from that and we passed it on to our kids so they wouldn't make the mistakes that we made. I think that's what every parent wants to do is if we're going to make mistakes, let's make them and then we can tell our kids not to make those mistakes. But wisdom... When we learn it, it's because God has something for us in that. There, wisdom always has something else in it. There, um, God hides his truths in the Bible for us to find. So wisdom is, you've, let me say it this way. You've probably been given wisdom in a certain situation. And when that situation arises, you're, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Someone told me that a year ago or two years ago or five years ago, and now it applies today. Wisdom never runs out of time, never has an expiration date. Wisdom will always be there and be relevant to whatever situation you're dealing with. When you look at the Word of God, you can find what truth you have. Don't, and my challenge to you guys is, you seniors, is don't be... Um, don't be neglectful of the Word of God because the Word of God will give you wisdom. If you neglect the Word of God, you will run out of wisdom and then people will have to give you wisdom. 
A majority of your wisdom should come from what the Word of God says, not other people having to direct you. Your main direction should come from God through your prayer time, through your worship, whatever it is. But let that be your direction first. God will send people to give you wisdom, little nuggets of of things, experiences they've had. But don't neglect the Word of God because when we neglect the Word of God, we're saying, I don't need that wisdom. I'll find wisdom on my own. Make sense? All right. So, Proverbs 3, 5. This is for you seniors. You're going out into the world. You know what the worst thing about college is? The dementors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're the worst. There's some inside jokes that are going on that you guys may not quite understand. It's okay. All right, where was I? Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Our own understanding of everything in life is not enough to get you through, is not enough to bring us through. We need to learn how to lean into God, lean into what he's saying to us. Sometimes God whispers, sometimes he says it in a normal voice, but God will always be speaking to you. He will always be guiding you, but sometimes we have to lean in to hear what he has to say. Like Samuel, he kept hearing God speak, and he had to have someone say, hey, just be quiet and listen. Say, speak, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So when you are going through life, when you go through your first major career, when you go through your college, whatever it is, It's this. When you are dealing with whatever you're going through, you're going to ask God, God, what do I want to do when I go to college? What do I want to make as my career? What do I, who do I want to uh, spend the rest of my life with? Or whatever it is. James 1.6 says, But I'll let him ask in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Listen to what God has to say, and don't doubt what he has to say. He, he's going to give you wisdom. He's going to give you understanding. Be quiet and listen. Sometimes being still and knowing that he is God is all that you need to do. Because God is, go, is never silent. It's sometimes that we have a wax build up in our ears or we have earplugs in. And sometimes we need God to, to speak a little louder. But don't ever neglect wisdom because wisdom will make you go through life with ups and downs. There will be ups and downs. Life will have that. And I'm not saying you're not going to have ups and downs, but do we want extreme highs and extreme lows? No. Trust wisdom. Trust God. Don't lean on what you understand that is going on in that situation. Always lean into God. When we lean into God, we can hear him better. We can go through the, the, the life situations, whatever we're doing better. But when we lean into what we know about the situation, it's never there. We're going on past experience and not wisdom of generations. But when we lean into God, he gives us wisdom because he knows the situation. He knows the outcome of the situation. And when we lean into God's wisdom, people around us that have God's wisdom will 
lean towards us and whisper wisdom to you. So the last thing I would say to you is this. Acknowledge God. Always acknowledge what he's doing in your life. Don't be silent about that. God's not silent with you. Don't be silent about what God is doing. I think so many times we're like, oh, God is just doing so many things, but we're not expressing what God is doing in our life, where God has brought us from. It says, acknowledge him, Proverbs 3, 6 says, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And when we acknowledge what God is doing, who he is, and how he's changed your life, where he's brought you from, he will make your path straight. When we come to that table and we sit around and we hang out, like we had people at our table last night, multiple people, random people that just showed up and people we knew that were coming over. And, but we were just sitting around the table and life was happening. Some of the conversations were really awkward. I'm like, really awkward? But then other conversations were really good. But you're always going to have those conversations at the table. God is going to have those awkward conversations with you. You've had those awkward conversations with your parents or somebody that is uh, mentoring you. Those awkward conversations are going to happen at the table of God because he will correct things. He will discipline things. And sometimes he's like, would an idiot do that? And you're like, no. Then he'll say, don't do that thing. (laughs) But in everything out of anything I can, t- I can tell you is lean into God. He will give you everything that you need to get through what you're going through, where you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Lean into him and trust his wisdom. But when you lean into him, make sure that you're part of the family. Make sure that you're being part of what is going on at that table. I think so many times we want to belly up to the table like it's a ponderosa and get our big plates that we've gotten and just eat from the table but not give anything back to the table. So I challenge you guys, be someone who gives back to the table, not I'm just here to eat all my food, get all the wisdom, get everything, and leave the table. Stay at the table. Have that conversation at the table. Have those awkward moments at the table. Have those arguments at the table. Have those moments where you give wisdom at the table to somebody else that's at the table. That will help you. You will understand what it's like to be part of a family and to be part of the kingdom of God when you stay at that table and not make it your buffet bar and then you leave. Stay at the table, spend time at the table, and all the things that we talked about will happen because you spend that time at the table. Let's pray.